0: Welcome to Daring Daring 2, a podcast that finds out how CEOs and entrepreneurs navigate today's business world, the conventions they're breaking, the challenges they've faced, and the decisions that they've made, and lastly, just what makes them different. Well, hi and welcome. It may be a rainy day in Atlanta, but it's shining bright with smiles Mm -hmm. and excitement here in the studio today because, believe it or not, I've got two fantastic women um, joining me today, which is always great because it's always fabulous to actually sort of um, highlight women who are doing things and standing up for businesses and helping others to see just what's possible. But you two have a, quite a unique experience. So I'm welcoming today on my show, um Jennifer from Corporate Hearts and Hayley. Mirochnek. I'm going to, you know, I've been trying <laughs> to say that. It's really bad because I, I, people get my name wrong all the time and I have to like really practice it. And so I apologize, but it's um, not
1: an easy name. Yeah.
0: And and yours obviously is the name of your company as well, right? Yes. Like Jennifer, so that's that's cool. Now you have a really both of you have really interesting backgrounds. So I want to start, how do the two of you still actually not only have done work together, but have known each other for quite a long time. I don't know that many people that have known each other from the years that you guys have known each other. Tell this us a little bit correct. about that.
2: So we knew each other as teenagers. Um, we both grew up here in Atlanta. And, you know, we grew up, we went to college, we got jobs, and we, you know, drifted apart, led our lives, had children. In the sixth grade, our two eldest daughters um, met and essentially... It was a BFF love fest from day one and they are now full fledged adults. So we have been, uh, friends and
0: co-parents. So it continues, right? It's continued. It's, they are like carrying on the tradition, shall we say? It does. They are still best
1: friends and we love seeing
0: that. And they must feel really proud of the two of you to be women, like women run businesses is still a big deal. You know, as much as we'd like to think that the world is changing and that there are more of us out there that are doing things and daring to and creating businesses, it's not an easy thing to do. And both of you have had children as well and and having to bring up um, a home. So... Tell me a little bit about your businesses, because they're very different, right? Mm-hmm. They're very different, but mm-hmm. actually, in some ways, they're very complementary. So, mm-hmm. um, Hayley, like mm-hmm. you are um, you are responsible for a company called WebStep Design, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a web designer. So, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this, because there's lots of acronyms and things that I think, mm, <laughs> do I know what that means? I should know what that means, but hopefully you're going to help educate sure. our business
1: as well. So, how did you sure. get into that? Well, actually, I'm self-taught. Um I originally started years ago in advertising and I thought that it, this was a good fit um for my background and learning how to uh target uh target companies um uh with what their needs are. So now I'm able to help companies with build on their um uh what the, on their needs for their online um marketing. So I'm able to help them with their websites and usually I produce them using WordPress and sometimes I use Wix, um, but I'm able to help them in a manner of other ways, including SEO and uh, uh, email marketing um, to help them be seen on the web. Okay. So we're going to come back to SEO because some people may yes. not know what that
0: means. And then we're going to talk about MailChimp. So if you think that you're sure. going to get educated today, trust <laughs> me guys, you are. But more Great. interestingly is the fact that you actually helped Jen create a website. I don't know about that. Like, you know, friends can be friends, but then when you start to work together, that can be a whole different ballgame. So, so what was that? I mean, how did you decide to like work together on that?
2: Oh, it was actually because of our daughters. So our daughters were in late college and both of them had decided that my website was completely antiquated Corporatehearts.com had not gotten with the program for SEO, for interactivity, for work search, for blogs. And they bullied me mm-hmm. into
0: I love it when they do admitting
2: that. <laughs> that they were right. And then Rachel Marachnik says, the daughter, says, my mom, Hallie, that's what she does. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's Perfect.
0: Do you think that they like colluded together so sort of like say we can make some money out of this if we like I'll recommend your mum right <laughs> and your mum definitely needs a website but actually it, ter- it turned it out to be a really good deal I mean I've looked at your website it is absolutely fabulous so um kudos um for the work that you have done but actually it's a really important part of business today you know if you think that everything's digital today that the way we interact and where we do things we want things right here right now and digital is a is a fantastic way of reaching people how did you did you have an idea of what you wanted because I guess there'll be lots of business owners out there that might might be saying like, hmm, might want to look at my website. Mm, Hmm, might want to change that. That sounds interesting. Did you have an idea about what you wanted, Jen? Yes, I
2: definitely definitely did have some ideas, um, mainly because the website is the most important piece of my business um, development. Uh I live here in Atlanta. My clients are all over the planet. So there's no event-based marketing to be had in in that situation i really what i really wanted from the website was to bring my url corporatehearts.com from brochureware to real time i wanted it to link with my linkedin i wanted it to link with a blog i wanted it to i wanted to be able to add clients and add content and make things change the the main strategic thing that we were trying to accomplish with this with the web was i have three different lines of business and in my brochureware One of them, which is my traditional bread and butter, corporate social responsibility, had much more of the time and space and energy on the website than the family philanthropy, LOB, or the speakers, speaking engagements. And I wanted
0: them to be more parallel with each other. Mm -hmm. We're going to come on to some of the… your business, because I think that's a really interesting um, field that you're in and very, very important in today's world to actually be doing something that is giving back, but in, in really responsible ways. So I do want to um, sort of delve into that a little bit as well. But before we get on to that, let's talk about what was it like having Jen as a client, you know, because I, I know what I'm like as a client. I can be really demanding and like impossible to work with. I know. I try not to be, but I
1: can be. So was she a good client? Well, well, let me tell you, Jen, because of her skill set, because of what she does, she's very organized and she was able to push it in the direction that um, where we could proceed and, and, and make things go quickly. Um, Jen also, I think, uh, you know, a lot of what I do is based on um, I can't do it in... By myself, I need to be able to work with the the company and have them respond to me in a in a reasonable time and Jen not only was very responsive but she also maybe pushed it to make sure that we were on target and on task and, and doing everything that we needed to be doing. <laughs> And did you, did you, Jen, have to, like, research some of
0: that stuff? Because, I mean, it, some of it can be quite technical, I, I expect. I mean, I, I confess I've not made my own website or, like, mm-hmm. um so, you know, I kind of know how it works a little bit on the back end and I know how to use social media. But did you have to do any research for it? Or was it just that like you had this vision of, like, these three businesses that you were really keen to sort of give equal weight to and it was more of the kind of the visual aspect that you were able to sort of convey and tell your story?
2: Hallie was able to... Do all the research, understand the technology, find tools that we could use in the website to address all of the objectives I had. Um, so, no, <laughs> I did not do any research. I am not the technician. Uh, I could do research in my content, uh-huh. but not technology.
0: And what, what do your clients think about it? I mean, you, what, what's been your client's reaction to it? Cause that's what, that's the, that's the real proof in the pudding, right? That, that, right. that you start to see people going like, wow, or, oh, we see a difference. There's a different image. There's a different um, brand that you're trying to convey in some ways. And, and that's equally important to businesses today. So what was the reaction?
2: I got a lot of wow. I got a lot of wow. I got a lot of pre- appreciation from past clients. I got inquiries for current and future clients. I also uh, have passed out Hallie's WebStep Design Business Card more than a few times
0: because it was a great process and it was an excellent result so one of the things I'm really interested in and it's great that you bring it up that you say you know you've passed on Haley's business card to people because you've had a great experience I'm a big believer in ecosystems I call like what we need today are more ecosystems which is where people actually come together where they may have different businesses or different interests but they're coming together to create something that's more that's better that that adds more value and creates some momentum so rather than us always seeing each other as competitors in the marketplace whether you're a small company or as a big company how can we create ecosystems that that sort of like create more purpose around both what we do and that what we contribute to the world which which you know it sounds like you're doing some of that which is great and i don't think that enough companies do but i am going to bring it to a little bit to your business because your business really is about sort of creating momentum around sort of social impact social change and it's it seems to spread right across from companies to families to um small businesses um you know that's a lot haley for you mm. to have to convey in a mm-hmm in in a website but you clearly did it very well because you know i got a real good sense of it and i was kind of eager to say like, oh what can i get involved in what can i do because Mm -hmm. because there's like there's almost like a pull but what got you interested in that in the first place i'm curious oh wow um so i think it goes back to
2: even my childhood being raised in a certain way um but professionally, I was doing corporate social responsibility before anybody really knew what that was. If you Some told, people don't today, right? So we need to educate them. We're working on that. Good. Mm-hmm. If you said you were in CSR at the time, it meant that you were a customer service relationship.
0: Is that first, right? <laughs> wow. Which is
2: a euphemism for sales. So I spent a lot of time explaining to people... What corporate social responsibility is, what it can provide for businesses, what it can provide for human beings, what it can provide for society. One of the best things that happened from the website was the equalizing of the three lines of business. Mm -hmm. So the comments that I've gotten specifically have been about breadth and depth. So I have clients, global clients in every industry. I have local clients. I've been in pharmaceuticals, I've been in manufacturing, professional, uh, professional services, name and industry, pharma. I have been at franchise, done that. And so it really has been able to highlight from the CSR perspective that I do diversity and inclusion, branding and employee development. All these different business needs can be addressed through for-profit, nonprofit, government partnerships. At the same time, I hadn't really been public about the fact that I did corporate, uh, excuse me, family philanthropy work uh-huh. as well, because my clients are actually all confidential. Mm-hmm. So I can't put their logo up on the website. So I've been getting inquiries about that mm-hmm. se- area of business because of the website.
0: And do you think that um, you're seeing differences between the industries or the, or the different kind of sectors that you work in or or, or- at the end of it, are they all really looking for the same kind of things when, what with what they're trying to do around sort of social responsibility and social impact? No, every client is completely completely unique. There
2: are similarities within an industry. Uh-huh. So, an oil and gas company—they're generally going to be investing in climate change and outdoors and Inside planting trees yeah. and recycling. Right. Mm. I actually, also worked for a recycling client. So within an industry, they can be similar, but it's about your brand. It's about where you're located. It's about what business opportunities you have and what potentially business exposures you have as well. Mm. Okay.
0: Was that, hey, how did you help? Jen to actually sort of like target in on clients because that's, that's often a big thing for small businesses today, you know, you know, to actually find the clients mm-hmm. that are interested in their, um, services. You know, I always like think, Oh, I wonder when my name will come up on Google and you, know, you
1: <laughs> never know. I might appear like, you know, in well, you know, Jen has such a great brand and she's been working and her business is been together for a very long time. And I think really, I needed to educate myself about her brand. And once I understood what she, what she does, and and what, what she's able to provide for her clients, then I was able to talk to her a little bit better about how to put it together and how to organize her, um, her skill set so that it was effectually um, uh, on her website and communicated. And and you've seen oh you've obviously seen
0: some, you know, traction around that. So definitely. She also website design also helped
2: with um search engine optimization and that they don't know
0: what that is that's the seo i think right and it's really interesting that a lot of people don't know about that and so like and but but you clearly do and you know from a business perspective and obviously from a website perspective you do but but you know there's there's lots of like sort of skepticism around Mm -hmm. seo some people say like oh i spent all this money and it's supposed to like Mm -hmm. help me but it's not helping me so Mm -hmm. you know how do you Right so, to that
1: subject. Uh, so really when you get, when you have a website, uh, people sometimes say, well, can you just put up a website and somebody will be able to Google me and I'll be able to find it? There are some people who don't understand that, that there's a lot of back information and a lot of back SEO that goes into uh, having a website. So Jen our, Jennifer already had a lot of great content, um, that she had with her other website. Um, she had a great, uh, blog, a great, um, Uh, piece called Hearts and Minds that had uh, content from years and years and years that we were able to build on and, and pinpoint and highlight different keywords and make connections with, um, links and make sure that she was found. Um, she already also had a fabulous, um, URL. So her URL had such good history that Google loved it (laughs) and, um, so it's close to the beginning of the alphabet
0: as well. right? I hear that that's supposed to be good as well, isn't it? Yeah,
1: perhaps. But <laughs> yeah. It, it, she already had done um, some some good things with her website before. And so we were able to build on that and um, take it to the next level.
0: Do you think that women, um, business owners are more reticent about what they do with like websites and how they advertise than say men are, or do you think that there's no difference? I mean, how would you, how would you think about that?
1: You know, I was talking to Jen about that the, the other day. And I think that, um, uh, women actually, uh, I think were a little bit more willing to listen to my advice and, um, I, maybe 50% of my clients are women. And, um, when I talk to a Generally, when I talk to a man and he asks me for a website, um, I, you know, I put together whatever I can. But somebody like Jen was able to um, really dig deep and, and work with me and think about some of the questions and, and answer some of the questions that I was asking her. And the more she was able to um, consider some of the um, some of the things that we were talking about, the better the website became.
0: And do you think that's just because women think differently or just think that so. you, you do think it's because Absolutely. they? So do you think about that when you think about your clients? Do you Does that come into play when you think about any of your clients or who you're working with around that they may think differently to how they um, broach the three li- lines of businesses that you have? Because they're all different, right? A family um sort of trust, if you like, that's just trying to give money in good ways to big multinational corporates that are trying to support the local area and, and do things globally. And then sort of the local community here that it's great that you're giving back to a community that obviously, you know, is, is very much a part of your life.
2: Well, the desired outcomes for corporate clients are completely different than the desired outcomes for family philanthropy clients. On the CSR side, corporate social responsibility, Corporate Hearts is trying to drive profit whether that profit is coming from market expansion, new products, employee retention, PR, cost savings, energy savings. The, the end has to be profit. Or when I walk out the door, yeah. they will no longer continue to do all this great stuff that we've just set up for them to do in the world. Yeah. Family philanthropy clients are much more interested in relationships and caring and true impact on the causes that they are passionate about. Right. There's no financial bottom line in that work. So it's very heady cerebral work to Mm -hmm. work with corporate clients. And it's very emotional, really emotional at times, but positively emotional for me with family philanthropy clients. When I do speaking engagements, I just feel like it's my turn to spread
0: the word. And, and do you feel like that there are more people spreading the word around sort of social impact, social responsibility? I feel like that maybe there is, but I don't know. I like I sometimes I get a bit disappointed that, you know, there's still not enough conversation about it going on around the world. Well, conversation is not what we need. Yeah, that's true. Action is what we mm-hmm. need. I
2: find personally, of course, I am in this space all the time in yeah. the middle of it, but I find too much conversation and too little action. Yeah. And that's why I feel like having a consultant like me is a catalyst for getting an action that's going to bring results. And
0: if your clients, if they think about what they've done over the years, what would they say about some of the things that they feel that had a real impact, um, around that? Do you think?
2: Oh, clients really vary. They have, um, some of them have pretty good experiences with social responsibility. Some of them come out of Europe, um, don't even think of it as corporate social responsibility because it's much more woven into the fabric there. Mm-hmm. Um, and some sometimes this usually happens with a leadership change. They realize that what they've been doing has been kind of greenwashing or window dressing so that they could have sweet, nice things to say to potential employees and potential clients and government officials. Right. Or- Sometimes. It's kind of like
0: that, it's like the the sugar coating on the top of a cake that's not very well made where you mm, kind of cover it up a little bit and make it look pretty, right?
2: That is a terrific analogy. And so sometimes leadership change is what allows me to deliver both the profit and the impact.
0: Well, you are really very, very passionate about us. I mean, I can feel it. I can feel like like you're just sitting opposite me, but it's like you're like sitting right by this microphone saying like, you better hear what I'm saying because this is really important. And it's because it's a topic that I'm very passionate about. I think that um, it's really good to hear you, you talk about it. How can we get more people involved in it? I mean, like clearly we've got this website that's doing a great job, but there must be other ways. I mean, I have to say, you know, my experience of Atlanta and what people in Atlanta do around sort of social causes and things that have impact is phenomenal i mean i don't think i see that in you know in london or in australia where i've lived um but you really do see this sort of um community come together and people that are you know either either that are dedicating um businesses around it and or sort of supporting but i'm sure there's lots of more that we could do so to your point about action what what can people do well, I think. <clears throat> excuse me. When you're talking about people, to me, I think it
2: on a bit on two different levels, mm-hmm. uh, three different levels. One is an individual human. There are seven million things that you can do to get up tomorrow and make the world better in a way that you care about. They're easy to find. Google works. Uh, HandsOnAtlanta.com works. Hand, dot org works uh, for Atlanta. But since hopefully we're speaking to folks well Uh, outside outside of Georgia.
0: This is a global um, podcast. So hopefully they're Mm going to pick up some tips that they can apply in their own towns and countries everywhere. Right. So Points of Light Foundation
2: is all around the globe, 170-something cities. Um, That's a good resource. And in terms of civic groups, so if you have a group of friends, if you have a group of colleagues, there are also a million things that you guys can get together and do once or every weekend or every other weekend or after work. There are a million projects and nonprofits that could use not just your hands and not just your skills, but also your hearts. Because you'll go and you'll talk about something that you've done using your skills to help a cause that you care about, and that sort of has a, a ripple effect. And then the third category, again, what we mentioned was these corporations. And I feel very, very, very strongly that everybody,
0: every company needs to make profit. So do I. Profit is good. It's not bad. It's not one or the other. I don't believe that there are extremes. You can do good and still make profit. That's-
2: and I do not believe corporations are people.
0: So the
2: they need they need to make profit at it. And there are a number of levers to pull to help them achieve that goal while achieving a million other goals that they have, some of which we've mentioned before, like new markets or new
0: products or employee retention, development, branding things like that. So I've had one that I've always tried to sort maybe you can, maybe you can solve this conundrum around. Maybe you can do it with the website. I don't know, but I've been trying for a long time to get large companies to think about their um, social responsibility budgets, their social impact budgets. And for some companies that can be millions of pounds, dollars, rands, whatever currency, francs, euros, whatever. Um, But it can be millions of pounds. When I think – and I've worked in big corporations in the past as well. And, you know, it struck me when I've had conversations with the senior execs, with the CEOs um, and some board members, and I've said, like, you know, why is it that when we're putting, like, a big IT system in, like, we have this massive capital discipline. Like, we count every single dollar and where it's going and making sure that we're getting, like, true value for money. But yet we've got millions of pounds, dollars, whatever – Uh, That we put into things that we want to to have real impact on, how much capital discipline, how much time do we really spend thinking about where that money is going versus like we're doing the same thing that we did 20 years ago because that's what we've always done. And that's always concerned me. And I've, uh, you know, I've often thought like, like, you know, and proposed why not use it as a leadership development opportunity. You know, we lots of companies spend millions of pounds or dollars on sending people on training courses. Well, why not put them in charge or help them to go mentor, coach or be coached by people within nonprofits or those organizations? I haven't managed to convince anybody yet. Maybe you can help me because I can't help but thinking that, you know, to your point that there are ways to do this. And mm-hmm. I really, truly wish I give all CEOs a hard time around their capital discipline Um, when it comes to, to their social Impact budgets. I'll tell you two of my tricks. One of my tricks is when I'm working with a public company,
2: I buy a share Mm -hmm. and I buy it for my mother. And I walk into the first meeting in the C-suite and I said, I need you to make this worth more or I will be paying for them for the rest of my life. So I am in this with you. I want, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. I also want all this good stuff that we're talking about doing in the world. So that's one of my tricks. Uh Um, my second trick is to ask them from the very first meeting, if it's a manufacturing company, how do you go about deciding whether to expand a plant or a new plant? If it's a retailer, how do you decide whether you're going to enter the Canadian market or not? And of course they talk all about due diligence and research blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's what we're going to do here.
0: That's great. I think that's really great advice for any company, whatever size, actually, or, or small organization, or even individuals that are thinking about, you know, how can they really sort of impact um, the world. So there must be ways to do it through social media as well. So you must advise people on, you, you know, you've talked, Haley, about advising people on social media and, and maybe you can talk a little bit about MailChimp because I'm sure people think that you know there's a chimp that's going to come deliver the mail and um, right. that's
1: probably not going to happen well but you know as i mentioned before i was in advertising and i was a broadcast um media buyer and so the thing the way that we used to get the word out was so much different than it has than it is today things have evolved so much and so now we um we definitely have uh new ways you know the uh, social media mailchimp um jen has um uh, Jen does a great job with her, with her blog. And, uh, and you should, actually, uh, for people out there, you should look it up and you should listen, you should read it. It's called Hearts and Minds. And she, through MailChimp, has, um, has a newsletter that goes out regularly. And it has all kinds of great, um, information about things that you can do and what's happening in the world. But the, the, the fact that we have social media, is just it's an amazing world that we live in. One thing I think, Hallie,
2: maybe you can talk about mm-hmm. is the the logo, the LinkedIn, the business card. That all came about
1: from the website, right? So, um, yeah, those were three components that, or several components that we came together on, and they all had to be branded together. And uh, now, I think because of that, uh, we were. We were able to um, put together a, yeah, put together something that people will recognize and, and have meaning. It's quite hard, right, to think
0: about those things connecting together like LinkedIn, Twitter, your mm-hmm. website, you know, like where do people go to find you? But I guess you must mm-hmm. find ways to sort of like interweave them together so that like they, they mm-hmm. actually connect behind the scenes so that people don't necessarily – like if somebody's a real LinkedIn user, they're going to go to LinkedIn. Right. And, but it doesn't really matter, I guess – for the business owner because they're going to get that connection anyway. Would so they?
1: all of these platforms are, are, they're s- fabulous because they're, they're for the most part free. Um, MailChimp is free. It's actually, um, headquartered here in Atlanta. Um, and through MailChimp, you're, sh- Uh, Jen and whoever is using MailChimp, you're able to provide uh, or uh, to create one of the most valuable resources for your company, which is an email marketing list. And the way we set it up with Jennifer's website is every time she puts together content, um, it automatically gets sent out by MailChimp. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then the other thing is uh, at a certain time of, of the week or the month. Um, the other thing that we put together is we put together a form on her website so that if anybody goes to her website and says that they're interested in a certain area that they can pr- receive more information by entering their email address and their contact information. And it gets linked automatically to MailChimp and, um, their name is automatically, uh, gets added and sent out. So what would be your advice to say a, a mm-hmm. small business
0: owner who think who's sitting here right now listening to this going, looking at yeah. their website going, yeah, <laughs> this is really not so great, is it? Um, but they're a bit hesitant about making that step because they may get asked questions that they really don't know the answer to. They don't want to look stupid. They don't mm-hmm. know what their budget is. Mm-hmm. How would you help them to sort of be able to kind of frame what they might be? Um, needing or looking for? How do you help people to think sure. that through?
1: So looking at a website uh, that somebody might already have, um, it's important to know that, you know, things change so quickly. You could look at a website that was constructed five years ago, ten years ago, and you'll say, Oh yeah, I know exactly when that website was created. So you they show of, their age like you, us.
0: They I hope really I like do. to like, we try to like hide it. So like what we try and do with the website. It's <laughs> kind of like buying a
1: dress. <laughs> you can go back and see what it was, you know, have an idea based on the style of it. Um, and also things improve the, or the technology is improving constantly. So there's always new plugins that we can use and, and new um, resources that we can improve a website. But right now, if everybody is looking at their own website, if your website is not mobile friendly, then you really need an update. Um, everybody should be mobile-friendly, especially since Google um, is kind of downgrading sites that aren't. So that's really the most important thing. I didn't know that. That's a piece of news for yeah. anyone that's listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, Google is constantly changing their algorithm, and they're constantly deciding who needs to be promoted more. And if your website is doesn't have certain features, as I said, the most important is being mobile-friendly, then you really need to make some changes.
0: So Jen, I mean, obviously it's helped you with your, your business, um, hugely. Um, it took, you know, your children to say, you've got to do this. You've got to get in there and like really make the impact that they obviously felt that, you know, your daughter obviously felt that you could, could make. Where do you go from here with this now? I mean, how do you continue to sort of gain the momentum that, that you've got through using, um, digital platforms, if you like, because digital is the big, the big thing, everyone's talking about digital and analytics. How how do you envisage using it, you know, to either find your clients, work with your clients, um, or help your clients to understand um, what's on offer and what they can do? What would you say to them? One thing I would
2: say is that the um, catalyst of creating a web, a new website made me think of Corporate Hearts as a brand. I don't know if that's a woman thing or if that's just a me thing, but I never thought of myself as a brand. This said, no, yes, you are corporate heart. C-O-R-P-A-T-H-A-R-T-Z.com. That's your brand. And uh, so that was a huge mind shift and that made it much easier for me to feel comfortable being the outreach person in mm-hmm. a conversation. Saw you on LinkedIn. Seems like there, these are, these are the three ways I, I might be able to help you. So because of the website and I redid my LinkedIn to be much more dynamic and much more appealing and easier to navigate. Um, And so that is, that has been very important for me. So I have those different avenues in terms of the internet in general. And, and there are a, a zillion million platforms that go out worldwide or United States wide They talk about sustainability, diversity and inclusion, in branding, employer brand, social impact, metrics, tracking. And so there is not a lack of places to put um,
0: your information Mm -hmm. nor glean information back from them. That's a great example. I think like your your, um, story about – you know, you perceiving, not perceiving yourself as a brand and then sort of stepping back from it and seeing yourself as a brand. I think it's really powerful, particularly if you start off as a small business and, you know, you see yourself as an individual that has a passion for something or is trying to do something that has a purpose. But actually, that is a brand and not many people think about that. So I think that's a really good Story for people to sort of resonate with, mm-hmm. um and to help their businesses come come to life. So let's talk a little bit about the two of you. So before we finish, like three words to describe, three words to describe anything yourselves, your clients, your business. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can choose, and then we've got tough question coming after that. This is the easy one. Go. Okay. Ahead,
1: really. Sure. Okay. So uh, website development, design, SEO. Um, email marketing WordPress that was uh, more
0: than three but they were good yeah (laughs) Yeah. but they're all like capabilities that you bring yeah that's brilliant right right? those are the things that like you hold dear that are like they they are your brand in right right that's right yeah
2: I think uh, my three words for for corporate hearts would be profit
0: impact and meaning That's great. So, last question, because, I mean, you've been great. I think, really, I mean, I've learned so much, right? I mean, I'm I'm now going to be looking at my website going, oh, my gosh, I've got to do something about this. I may be coming to you, Hayley, so watch out. But, you know, a lot of this is about people that dare to. Both of you have dared to do something with your lives by, you know, creating sustainable businesses that are doing things that are helping other businesses to grow and develop and people to grow and develop. So what would you say has been
1: your biggest daring to moment, or life so, event. I don't know. Right. So, um, as I said, I, I, I am self taught and, uh, it's, I started my business in 2014 and many, when I started my business, I knew a lot, but there were so many things that I didn't know. And the business that I'm in, things are just constantly changing. And so I kind of had to dare myself to say, I'm going to go out there. And even though I don't know everything, I'm going to. I'm gonna put myself out there. And um and on a daily basis, I'm uh saying that I know a lot and sometimes I just have to figure it out. I love that. I love that. That's so that's so cool
0: because often people are just too scared to try it and you've gotta dip your toe in the water. Um and learning's quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Jen, what's mm-hmm. yours?
2: I think my daring moment was um I was working for a dot com. Um, I was head of what we called all relations, employee, investor, public, community, and government. So anything that wasn't actually building our clients' work, at our dot com, that was on my, wow. that was on me. The fast forward the story, we all know how this ends. We get caught in the boom bust, and we. Get delisted from the Nasdaq, and we do layoffs, and we vanish into thin air. And at that point, um, this was 2000. I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old, a newborn, and unbeknownst to me, one on the way. Wow! So
1: there I am. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That's a dairy, too, guys.
2: (laughs) So. I actually became what I called the, on, the accidental entrepreneur. My husband is a serial entrepreneur. Ever since we left McKinsey, he's done different industries, different businesses, loves the startup, loves the change, loves the new industry. And I have been the slow and steady wins the race guy. Well, all of a sudden, not exactly sure how I'm supposed to do that. So I accepted a project engagement with Bell South when they called. And I accepted a long term engagement with Deloitte mm-hmm. when they called. And I was working with Deloitte. And I said, So I'm thinking maybe, should I be a company? <laughs> they said, <laughs> Yes, you should be a company. Mm-hmm. And I really thought I was just making it up, you know, for taxes because I had two clients and I didn't really think about the future. I just went into it and did it. And that's not within my nature to be entrepreneurial, um, when the unknown is unknown, <laughs> the future is unknown. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really a big thing that I accepted that this was going to be the right next career for me. And, uh, I'm in my 20th year now.
0: Well, wow, that's fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, um, we are actually in the world of uncertainty and uncertainty and unknown. And it's talked about a lot as part of like the fourth industrial revolution that we've got to get comfortable of like just going out there and doing it. And I think both of you have really shown people if they are thinking about it and they're just thinking like, do I know enough or not? Um here you both stand today as, as shining examples of, you know, give it a go because you you find inner strength and inner, I think, just inner belief. And we need more women. So let's get some more women there as well. On that note, if people want to find out more about Corporate Hearts, how do they do that, Jen?
2: You can go to the web at www.corporatehearts.com. That's C-O-R-P-O-R-H-A-R-T-Z dot com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer
1: Levine Hearts. Haley, yes, um, same. Uh, Web Step Design. Uh, so it's www.webstepdesign.com. Or also you can go to my LinkedIn profile.
0: Great. And if you want to find out more about um, DARE, then you can find us on www. Uh, dareworldwide.com. You can find me on Twitter at Rita underscore Trahan. And my second edition of my book, Unleashing Capacity is out on Amazon. Don't miss it. It's a great book. If you need it just to help you sleep, or if you're really interested in changing the world, it might give you some ideas. Thank you both for being on a guest today. I've really enjoyed having you and I've learned millions of things. So great. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Enjoyed the conversation? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes of Daring 2. Also, check out our website, dareworldwife.com, for some great resources around business in general, leadership, and how to bring about change. See you next time.